Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. I have no idea when this episode is going to reach you, but can I just say, I am currently cuddled up in my bed, snuggled up in my duvet, because it is freezing. If I have to wake up one more day to snow or ice, I actually might cry. I cannot deal with this. I feel like I live in the Arctic, never mind Scotland. I am fed up with winter and just desperate for summer to come. But anyway, I digress. Because you know what's on my mind? I was just thinking to myself, I have seriously lost track of how many times I have heard someone say that they're just going to go with the flow for their birth. I wish that I had made some kind of deal with somebody where I could have a pound for every single time somebody said that because I would be a millionaire. And I just don't think that that's a good idea, basically. I just don't think that's a good idea. And today's episode is all about why I don't think it's a good idea to go with the flow for your birth. Now, I can see both sides of the story here because I know that sometimes women look at birth plans from the perspective of, well, I don't want to get my hopes up dreaming of this amazing ideal birth scenario that I really, really want for it then to not go to plan and just feel really disappointed and disheartened that it didn't go how I expected it to. What I want to say is, first things first, take any other aspect of your life, right? So say, let's use an example here. Say your dream job is advertised, okay? So something you've been waiting to pop up for years, everything about it looks amazing and you know that deep down you could absolutely do this job. You're perfect for the role. You could do it. You can see yourself doing it. If you were in that situation, at any point, would you consider not going for the role in case you might get disappointed? Would you tell yourself not to go for it, not to apply, because you might not get it and you might feel gutted afterwards? You might feel really, really disheartened and upset. No, you wouldn't do that, would you? You would take that chance... You would give it your all and try your absolute best to make that situation go in your favour. And it's like they always say, you've got to be in it to win it, don't you? If you don't put yourself forward to go through that job interview and give it your all and try your absolute best, then no, you're obviously never going to get it. If you just stay at home and don't put in that application, no, you're not going to get that dream job. So it's the exact same when it comes to birth, you know, and it's so crazy because I feel like when it comes to birth, we do the opposite. We take ourselves out of the running to have a wonderful birth experience. We tell ourselves that we can't do it, that there's no point, that we'll just be disappointed, that we're better just seeing what happens and not hoping for too much. And it's absolutely wild because when else has going with the flow ever helped in an important scenario? So, okay, again, the same example. Maybe you've decided that you're going to go to the interview for this dream job. Are you just going to go with the flow for that? Or are you going to research the company? Are you going to prepare answers to questions you think might come up? Are you going to get a nice new outfit to make a good impression? Are you going to practice answering the questions? Are you going to talk to other people and get some feedback and advice? You're going to prepare for that big experience because you want to give yourself the best chance of that going well. So then why is it when it comes to birth that we kind of just bury our heads in the sand and pretend it's not happening and let ourselves be consumed by the anxiety and the fear of the unknown and don't try and do anything to alleviate that. 
We don't try and prepare ourselves. We don't try and gain more knowledge. We don't try and make a plan to kind of have the best chance of everything working in our favour. Why is it we're doing that? Think about it. How wild is that? So it does. It makes so much sense that if we want to have the best possible birth experience, we're going to need to put in a bit of effort to try and get that. Okay? It's not just going to show up and hit us in the face, right? If you don't do the work do the preparation and come up with a plan that is going to give you the best possible chance at having a positive birth experience, then you're basically just playing Russian roulette. You're basically then just letting your birth experience be reliant on luck, you know, luck of the draw. And I just don't think that that is the best idea. And it's not me saying that, you know, you make a plan and everything absolutely is definitely going to go how you want it to. You know, you're going to have this perfect birth experience I mean, obviously that would be great, but there's too many variables in birth, right? There's never going to be 100% guarantee that birth's going to go exactly how you want it to. And that doesn't matter even if you are the most planned person, you've got incredible knowledge base and you've made the plan that's totally bulletproof. Still, there are too many variables in birth. So then in your head, you now might be thinking, well, what is the point then? You know, if you can put in all this effort and still your birth might not go exactly to plan. What is the point in a birth plan then, right? So let me tell you. So although we do call them birth plans, right? And this is kind of the universal term that's used across the UK and America and Australia. It's not actually a plan, right? Because it's not saying this is exactly what's going to happen because that's what a plan would be. It's a set of preferences, Okay, so a better name for it probably would be your birth preferences. And what those preferences are meant to cover, what your plan's meant to cover is all bases. So I always say to my hypnobirthing clients, you need to have a plan A, a plan B and a plan C, okay? Unless you're obviously going for a plan C section because then things are a little bit more predictable. So if you're planning for a vaginal birth, right? So what happens if that goes spontaneously and without the use of intervention? What happens at plan B when you do maybe require or want some intervention? What happens at plan C when maybe things need to become more medicalised? Maybe you do need an unplanned C-section. What happens in that scenario then as well? And obviously, like, you can't cover absolutely every base when it comes to planning for birth, right? Because, like I keep saying, there are so many variables to birth and it's a completely unique journey that can be different every single time from person to person, from pregnancy to pregnancy. It can be completely different every time. It's unique, And it is one of those things in life where, because there is so many variables, you know, one little thing can totally change the trajectory of your entire birth experience. So you're not going to be able to plan for absolutely every single thing that can come up. But you can obviously cover the main situations that you might be faced with, the most common situations that you might be faced with. So it's about considering, right, so if I'm having this vaginal birth, but then what happens if I do need to consider induction? What happens if I do need to consider interventions like forceps? What happens if I want to go into this birth without using drugs as a comfort measure? But then what if that changes? What if I do actually experience higher levels of pain or I'm tired out and I do want to use pain relief? Is that something that I'm comfortable with? What happens in an unplanned C-section scenario? What would my preferences be like there? So you can cover those main points that might come up, the main situations that might come up in your birth experience and think about how you want to actually tackle them. And I actually think that this is super helpful to think about all eventualities when you're planning your birth because I actually think in a way 
it could be helpful in helping alleviate some of that disappointment you might feel if birth doesn't go exactly to plan. Because I do sometimes find it a little bit tricky within the hypnobirthing world where the way that I approach my hypnobirthing courses and the way that I kind of teach my clients is that I am very realistic you know I don't like going in from the perspective of like kind of like toxic positivity where don't get me wrong I absolutely wholeheartedly believe in women's bodies I think that we absolutely are created to give birth I mean that makes so much sense I don't think we need even half as much intervention as what we are now having as standard however I do have an understanding of the system that we're birthing in and I think it's important to be realistic about that so as much as I wholeheartedly believe that your body is designed to give birth I'm also not going to shy away from the fact that it might come up that you want further pain relief it might come up that you want further intervention and it's important for us to be realistic about that rather than just pretending that that doesn't come up and that we don't sometimes get pressurised into these situations. So I just think it makes so much more sense to talk about this beforehand and kind of prepare and think about how we would respond to that situation. Keep in mind as well that your birth plan is supposed to be a communication tool. So it's supposed to be a communication tool between you and your midwives because Remember, if your midwives don't have a clue about what your preferences are, then it's also very tricky for them to try and meet your preferences. They don't quite know exactly how best to support you. And I think that it just makes it very clear and straightforward if you've got a hard copy of your birth plan and it's all written, it's clear, it's concise and you can just pass that over to the midwives when you go into the hospital or if they attend your home and they know exactly where to look for your preferences and it kind of takes away from them having to ask you so many questions as well which we know is not particularly helpful in a birth experience where we're trying to build our oxytocin and reduce our adrenaline because we want that neocortex within our brain that is designed to shut down we want that to shut down so that it can distort our sense of time so that it can distort our perception of pain and if we keep getting asked question after question then that wakes up our neocortex stops it from shutting down okay and we're interrupting that physiological process so it's not in our best interest for us building oxytocin and getting on with the process of labour for us to constantly be asked what our preferences are when this is something that we can just totally cut out have it written down pass it over to the midwives and they can look there if they've got any questions about your preferences now I have to admit that I've heard kind of mixed things about birth plans and the way that they are treated within the system So some midwives will be absolutely more than happy to take it and they will take that very seriously and they'll have a look at the birth plan, they'll read over it, they'll make sure they're clear on what you want. But I also have heard of some situations where you pass over your birth plan and nobody really looks at it. And obviously we want to avoid that happening. I always recommend to my clients having three copies of the birth plan. One that can be kept on you at all times, okay? So it's always available to whoever needs it. One that you give to your midwife when you first go into the labour ward or when they first come to your house. And then a spare one that can be used if, say, the first one goes missing. Maybe if there's a changeover in staff, it means that you've got another one there that you can hand over to the next midwife that's on. It just makes sense to have a little spare there. And I think it is helpful for us to kind of be a little bit forceful because that is your preferences and that's the job of the midwife to kind of help support you get those preferences. It's really important. So I think sometimes it does make sense to be quite clear um, and 
I don't know if forceful is the right word because, you know, that sounds a bit aggressive. But, you know, for you to be quite direct and just pass it over and say, this is my birth plan, this is my preferences, can you please have a read over it? Because I would rather that I wasn't asked questions about my preferences afterwards. And then I think being quite direct kind of sets the tone as well for what you expect within your birth experience. And obviously I'm not saying being unkind about it. Like, obviously, you also need to be respectful to the midwives and it is about working as a team. You know, so like I said, it's this communication tool between the two of you. It's about working as a team to try and get that birth experience that you want. You know, you, you can use their expertise or knowledge and they can help apply that to what your preferences are. And it's also a really great communication tool between you and your birth partner as well. And I think that birth plans can be incredibly helpful for birth partners, for them to also have a clear understanding on what you expect from your birth experience and how they can help support you to get that. Because I think sometimes birth birth partners go in not really knowing how to support you because they don't really know what you want and they don't really know how to help you get what you want either. So this is where it can be actually really, really beneficial doing a hypnobirthing course because I feel like that is very much as much for the birth partner as what it is for you as well. It helps them have a clear understanding on the process so that they know what's happening. They don't feel like they're out of the loop. And then when they read over the birth plan, they can kind of see why that would be important to you and it all makes sense to them as well. And I think making sure that birth plan covers all bases is really helpful for the birth partner because, for instance, I always think about like an unplanned C-section scenario. So that can be quite overwhelming for both of you. And usually if you were going to have an unplanned C-section, things can move quite quickly. You know, when you go through that change from going from a vaginal birth to a C-section, you might be kind of whisked away, you're getting questions asked, you're signing forms, you're getting prepped for surgery. And at that point, it can be really, really challenging for you to chime in or even for you to think about like what your preferences were in that situation because you're kind of just overwhelmed and your mind might feel a little bit chaotic at that point, trying to decipher the fact that you've just went from a vaginal birth to a C-section. So that can be where it is so beneficial for your birth partner to kind of step up and grab a midwife and say, listen, I know the plan's changed. This is what my partner's preferences are for this situation. Can you please help me make sure that that happens? And we talked about C-sections in an episode a couple of weeks back and the different ways that you can have your preferences be met in a C-section scenario. But just off the top of my head, an example might be, say it was maybe really important to you that baby got wrapped up in a certain blanket because this was maybe your blanket when you were a little baby and you would like the first item that your baby is wrapped in to be something of yours. That's when your birth partner can physically take the blanket, pass it over to a midwife and say, listen, this is really important to us that the baby's wrapped in this blanket first. Can you make sure that this is the one that's used? Okay, that would be really tricky for you when you're getting prepped for surgery, for you to think about that. Whereas sometimes, not in every situation, but sometimes your birth partner's in a lot, in a much better headspace, where because they're not getting prepped for surgery, they're able to focus on trying to get those preferences met and that's why I always recommend either doing your birth plan together or making sure that you go over the birth plan together afterwards just so both of these are really clear and you are using that as a communication tool and it does also mean that your birth partner is going to be a much better advocate for you if there was ever any situation where they did have to speak up for you and to kind of take control of the situation a little bit they'll understand what's important to you and why it's important to you and obviously the physical activity of creating a birth plan is super super helpful for you as well because 
You always find that creating a birth plan actually helps you discover where you've got gaps in your knowledge and it helps you understand where you need to ask questions and where those questions need to be directed to because I mean this respectfully, right? But going with the flow usually actually means going into birth without attempting to learn more. It means going in with limited knowledge and hoping that somebody is going to explain things to you along the way. But we know that this doesn't always happen. And we also know that during birth, when you're already in a vulnerable state, trying to close your brain down so that you can get into the zone and distort those feelings of pain, distort that sense of time, when you're trying to build oxytocin, when you're trying to keep the adrenaline down, that is not the right time for you to be learning about birth. It makes no sense for us to be learning about birth, to be learning about interventions, to be trying to analyse the pros and cons of a situation. It does not make sense for us to be trying to do that when we're already in a heightened state of vulnerability and also potentially operating from a state of fear if it's a scary situation. So I want you to remember that if you're going with the flow, it usually means that you're just going in with limited knowledge and hoping that somebody's going to explain things to you along the way. Because that's the other tricky part, you know, and Again, I don't mean this where your healthcare providers are like trying to hoodwink you or anything like that, but you know, it's so difficult for them to actually have the time to sit down and explain things to you. We know the situation with the NHS that's massively understaffed, that they're super, super busy, they're under huge amounts of pressure. And I mean, I'm not saying that that's the right situation at all. I wish that there was more support for women to access knowledge for free from the healthcare providers, but it's really difficult for them to be able to do that. You know, they might have limited time to share stuff with you. And also, they don't always give you the full picture either. And this is a massive problem in which I could probably do a full podcast episode on. You know, they're giving you information from the NHS's point of view. You know, it's not always completely unbiased. When you're getting information from a healthcare professional, it's not always based on the most up-to-date evidence either. And obviously when you're in labour, about to give birth, like that is not the time for you to be googling studies and trying to analyse whether or not something's a good idea. So it makes sense that we plan, look up, research all of these things in pregnancy. So we don't have to rely on somebody else to tell us stuff during birth. So that we don't have to worry that we're doing the right thing you know you've got clear preferences and you know why you feel that way about something so yeah I always feel like you doing the birth plan is also great for you identifying the things that you don't know enough about the things that you need to get more information on and that's obviously why again hypnobirthing is just such a great course because it's going to give you all of that general knowledge that you need to go into birth and the relaxation techniques that you need for birth to kind of help keep you in that nice, clear, calm state of mind and working with your body. And then obviously, if you do your in-person hypnobirthing course, it means that you've got your hypnobirthing teacher there to kind of ask more questions, to signpost you to where to get more information on things. And it can be really, really helpful to have somebody that is out with the system that can get kind of help give you the full picture of a certain scenario that is hopefully free from any bias. Okay, so hopefully now you can see why planning for your birth, creating a birth plan is so important. So let's talk about the things that I think is absolutely vital to consider in your birth plan. First up, environment. Your environment is massively important, no matter what situation you're in, whether that's a standard intervention-free birth, whether that's an induced birth, whether that's a C-section birth. 
it's so important for you to feel like you've got control over that environment because the environment is massive and helping us build oxytocin, which we know is important for stimulating our contractions, but also bonding with our baby, improving our mental health afterwards. So your environment is a massive one. Also consider what's going to be your comfort measures for your birth. What is your initial thoughts on perhaps using drugs? Do you want to use drugs? What situations would you be happy to use drugs in? Have you got maybe some natural pain relief methods? Maybe you are going to use your hypnobirthing techniques as your comfort measure. Are you going to use water in your birth? Do you want to have a water birth? At what points do you want to be in the water? Do you want to be in the water for your full labour? Do you want to just go in to birth your baby? Do you want to come out to birth your baby? Have a little think about the scenario for a water birth if that's what you're considering. Also consider though what would happen if the birth had to take place on land. What kind of things would you be thinking about there? Stuff like positioning might be one thing that you might be considering if you're having what we call a land birth, so not in water. Do you want to give birth on the bed? Do you want to be able to move about freely? Do you maybe want to access stuff like birth balls? And then have a think about all of the things that might come up in terms of intervention. So stuff like, how do you feel about continuous fetal monitoring? How do you feel about forceps? How do you feel about episiotomies? How do you feel about vaginal examinations? And then also start to consider, if you were to have a C-section, what do you want that to look like? What are the key things that are important to you in that situation? So, you know, do you want music playing in the background? Do you want to be maybe talking with your partner during the C-section? Do you want the curtain up for your C-section? Or do you want it down for your C-section so you can see the baby coming out? Do you want the doctor to announce the sex of your baby? Do you want to announce the sex of your baby? So there's still a million and one preferences that can be had even in a c-section birth as well so we need to think about all of these situations and have a clear plan of what we want and you'll be thanking me because I have made this super nice and easy for you because I have created what I think is a pretty perfect birth plan template that helps you consider all of the things that we've talked about today so I will pop a link to the birth plan template in the show notes it's completely free and I want you to absolutely utilize that as much as you can because it's really important for helping consider what's important to us and of course if you're sitting doing your birth plan and you're starting to think like uh okay I do have gaps in my knowledge here there's things that I don't understand there's things that I don't know and I don't actually know what I'm supposed to be putting in this birth plan I don't know what my preferences are well the other good news is that I can help you because I am of course a hypnobirthing teacher and I offer various different courses to help you prepare for birth. So if you want to learn more about birth, if you want to learn hypnobirthing techniques that are going to help you keep calm, in control, and reduce your feelings of discomfort, then congrats, you found your gal. It's me. So I will also pop up the link to my website down below as well if you want more details on how to work with me. I can also work online, so it doesn't really matter where in the world you are. We can still sort something out. But I really hope that you found that helpful today and it's helped kind of encourage you to create a birth plan so that you do give yourself a better chance at having that positive birth experience. So have a little look at the show notes where I have left a link for that birth plan template. If you've got any issues using it, just send me a little message on Instagram and I can get back to you. But for now, happy planning. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. 
All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.breathingtobirth.com. I'll see you next week. <laughs>